Welcome to the Confidently Me with CC podcast. I'm your host and hype queen, CC. My purpose is to empower you to discover your most authentic self and find confidence in every ounce of what makes you, you. Tune in on Tuesdays to experience reality unfiltered as we break down the crazy norms and expectations we've been conditioned to believe our entire lives. All while learning how to discover your true self and live a happier, more fulfilled life being confidently you. Let's do this, fam. Hello, hello, fam. Welcome to today's episode of Confidently Me with Cece. I am so happy to have you here, and I cannot wait to dive into today's episode. Also, happy Valentine's Day to you. I know it might be a Hallmark holiday, but this is a day we should really value ourselves and give ourselves some extra love uh, just to honor the good old Cupid. But anywho, we have a killer lineup for you today. Honestly, one of the essentials, if I had to give you a short list of Confidently Me with CC episodes that are a must listen to. Uh, we get into all things core values, but first we have a little moody mic drop for you and a new segment called CC's Pod Pit and Pod Peak for the Week. So for today's moody mic drop, I have here a nice orange mic for you. You know, orange, it's a juicy, citrusy fruit, but also you can use oranges for zest. And right now I feel like I'm restoring my zest for life after going through a pretty hard time the past few weeks. Well, actually not after, but I'm definitely still going through it. Let's not forget that we're only human and existing each day is a job in itself. So here's to restoring my zest for life and here's to you, this wonderful, amazing, dope, fantastic, beautiful, smart, badass pod fam. Thank you for playing a huge role in this zesty life of mine. So I also realized that we're a few episodes in and I haven't really defined what authenticity actually is. I mean, I probably say the word upwards of 10 times in each episode, so definitely an important thing to smack a good old definition on. So what authenticity means to me is that you're being true to your own personality. You're being true to your own values, your own spirit, regardless of any pressure you feel to act otherwise. Pressure being the conditioning and the norms that I always talk about. The way we find our true self is by breaking down these pressures. And that's really what this podcast is all about, generating awareness that these pressures do exist. And instead of us being in denial about it and just living our lives on this endless loop of being unfulfilled and attracting things that don't align with who we are at our core, using the pod to learn about all the different ways to break down these pressures in order to find your authentic self and channel real, real confidence because of it. This is what's going to help you attract the things in your life that are aligned with you at your core, which leads us to happiness ultimately and fulfillment and making this crazy life just a bit easier so we can really maximize our time here. It's also why I'm so personally obsessed with self-development myself and just digging through all of the muck in my life to find my own authenticity because I literally feel like it's a hack to getting what I want out of life. And being real with you here, I love getting what I want. Getting what I want is something that makes me super happy, so I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that. In all seriousness, though, the faster that I can find my true self in life versus what I've been conditioned to be, 
The faster I can meet my own needs, the faster I can attract what's meant for me in my life, the faster I can live more generally on what feels like a steady, reliable, consistent surface than what I've been raised to believe sturdy is. (laughs) I've spent 24 years of 24 years or so of my almost 27 years now on this planet being fake happier, I would say, you know, putting on the show for the outside people, making everyone around me think that what I look like on the outside is quite literally how I feel on the inside. Well, fam, if the past three years of doing the work to get closer to my true self has taught me anything, it's that I'm the closest I've ever been to achieving real happiness, real contentment, and genuine confidence on the inside than ever before simply because I've been doing this authenticity work. And I really hope there's something here for you to do that too. Last thing on this, I got to say this whole self-development stuff too, it's it's really not for the meek, but really for those who want to maximize their time here and get what they want from life. So kudos to you for tuning in and listening to what I have to say and your willingness to break through what's been holding us back from prioritizing what's on the inside versus how we appear on the outside and to actually want to be happy, confident people. So freaking bravo, fam. Bravo. Alrighty, on to my new segment. Uh, This new segment I'm introducing today, my pod pit and my pod peak, which actually was inspired by my cousin Audrey. Shout out to you. Uh, We were down in Florida a couple weeks ago for our cousin's weekend, and she mentioned something around the pit and peak of her wedding weekend, and I thought, What a great thing to bring onto the show. So basically my pod peak for the week is a big positive highlight for the week. It might even be an instance where I actually feel like I'm thriving. What a world that sounds like, thriving. Uh, And then my pod pit for the week is the low peeps. It's uh, my rock bottom for that seven day period. I mean, let's see how low this limbo stick can get. <laughs> Lols. So my pod peak for the week, drum roll, please. Arr, I baked bread. <laughs> I bought a Dutch oven a while back with intentions of becoming my very own at-home baker, but literally didn't take it out of the box until this past weekend, probably two months into owning it, when I had a spare moment and was like, I'm finally going to make this bread. So I did. Super easy, actually. I bought some bread bread flour and followed the instructions on the back of the flour box or flour bag or like flour paper thing that it comes in. Uh, And it was totally awesome and a nice little sense of accomplishment before hitting up the work week again. So let's go, fam. Here's to bacon bread. Uh, Now for my pod pit. Uh, This is what I would call uh, one of those like emoji nervously smiling with the sweat dripping down its face one. So there was this guy. Also, pause for a second because classic, my first pod pit ever, starts with a story about a boy. But anyway, there is this guy I went on a few dates with... uh, couple years ago, back in early 2021, I would say after I broke up with my ex, it was one of those things where I went on a few dates with him and we texted a bunch and then it kind of turned into this booty call situation every few months that eventually faded. But every once in a while, even though we haven't talked or rendezvoused for like a year and a half, I'll still get a middle of the night, middle of the night being like 4am, drunken call or text dump from him saying things like, Yo, it may or may not be late, but let's hang soon. Miss you. And then another three months, I'll get a text like, 
I'm up way too early and thinking about you, along with a nice little early AM wake up from him calling through my do not disturb, which, if you don't know, is a feature on iPhones that puts people straight through to voicemail unless they call twice within like 15 seconds or something, then it'll let the call go through. I never answer when he calls, and I don't respond to his texts either. Interesting, too, that his drunken brain is just so good at phone driving that it knows how to call through my D&D. Or maybe he's just done it so many times that he just knows calling me twice back to back is a way to get through. But anyway, this most recent one over this past weekend is the one where the camel broke the straw's back or whatever the freaking saying is. I finally blocked his number because he called through my do not disturb in two different instances this weekend and woke me up twice in the middle of the night. What the heck? I never respond, but I did text him when I woke up something like, you need to stop calling me in the middle of the night. We haven't seen each other in almost two years. And it's honestly weird to me that you have this instinct to reach out when you do. And you wake me up every time you call through my do not disturb. And it's just so rude and disrespectful to me. I am blocking you. So I freaking blocked him. And that was my final mic drop, peeps. And The pit of all this, even though I actually think this could be seen as a pretty badass peak, is that I had my REM sleep disturbed this weekend. Not once, but twice, all because of this stupid boy that I'm literally not into. And friends, this is a PSA to you all. You can block any number super easily. It's a reminder to not underutilize that feature, to not only protect your happiness and safety, but also your REM sleep. So... That is my pod pit for the week. Hope you enjoyed the new segment. On to today's main topic. We're talking about core values. What is a core value? Why are our values important? How do you find out what your values are? Gonna cover it all, fam, with lots of examples of how values have shown up in my life, from my career to my relationships with my family. I give an example around dating and some some deets into my ex an ex, other ex, and some super personal details. Today's episode is going to conclude with a super simple and fun pro tip that's really meant to help figure out what your values are. This, I will say, has been one of the most, if not the most valuable learnings of my self-development journey thus far. It came on pretty early in the start of my whole building a relationship with myself era, right after I began to accept the fact that I did indeed struggle with a lot of codependent behavior throughout my life, and that a big part of that codependent stuff was that I'd often morph into what other people's values were and what other people that I was close to were emotionally attached to, because that's how I thought I could get them to like me. Duh. Just kidding. Um, So I'd adopt other people's values and the emotional things that they're attached to versus what my own values were. And in my discovery of my own values, I got a lot closer to understanding what motivates me to live each day, what I believe in fundamentally as a human, and what guides me to make certain decisions, what my personal why is, and how I like to show up in each aspect of my life, from work to relationships relationships to myself, really learning my core values is the number one thing that has allowed me into myself. It's really what's helped guide me on my journey to build my life back up again once I was just so totally cracked open and lost. I didn't even know that such a thing was an option, honestly. Like I, like the fact that I even had 
the ability to access my my very own guidelines to live by, that there are things in the world that are especially important to me specifically that I could take ownership over and be proud of and use as a tool for fulfillment. I mean, you'll see what I mean in a sec. So we all have values. It's a part of us being human, but we got to value our values as a vehicle for getting closer to our core selves. First, let's just define it. What are core values? So to me, core values are the traits, qualities, or beliefs that act as our personal guiding principles in life. Our core values are what make up the compass that helps guide us towards what we want or what we're most fulfilled by based on what we consider most important or deeply meaningful. It's what subconsciously drives our behavior, our words, our actions, and it's what helps us decide what we need to do so we can feel solid or confident in doing whatever we're doing regardless of the circumstances. There are a lot of reasons why it's important to get to know our values, but first things first, our values are a reflection of the things that we're inherently emotionally attached to. They play a huge role in what drives our emotions. Like when we get mad about something, for example, it's because that something is going against one of our core values. When we're feeling happy and fulfilled, it's because something is aligning with our core values. Values are a huge indicator of what drives our emotions and are key to understanding who we are authentically and vice versa. Our emotions and getting in touch with our feelings is also a great indicator of what we value. So to reiterate what I was saying before, I had no idea I even had values in the first place before I began my self-development journey. And now it's literally pretty much all I focus on to help ensure my happiness and fulfillment in whatever I'm putting my energy towards. Really, I want you to hear that. If you don't hear anything else in this episode, hear this. Values are what I focus on to help ensure my happiness and fulfillment in whatever I put my energy towards. And if it's not ensuring happiness and fulfillment, it's helping me understand why I feel the way I feel and how I can best navigate a situation. That might be one that's more uncomfortable, for example, so I can get to a place of solidarity without feeling confused or guilty or shameful along the way. This stuff is so important, fam, and I just, I hope it resonates with you. Learning our values helps us feel confident because when we know our values, we can align our whole lives around them, which allows us to feel safe and allows us to be free to be confident, not letting insecurity and unassuredness bring us down. When we align our lives to our values, it helps enhance our sense of self-worth because it's what gives us a sense of purpose. It's what fulfills us from what we contribute to the world. It gives us meaning as being human. And that is just such a special thing to have a hold on in our lifetime, especially if, if you're younger, the earlier that you can get a hold of this, the, the better and more so you can maximize and fulfill yourself throughout your life. So what's essential right now, though, is is really that you're simply aware that you have your own core values. Like, that's just a baseline thing you need to know. Don't worry. You don't need to know what they are yet. I'm going to help you do that, but I need you to be aware that you have them. And I do also hope that you're now curious about your core values, whether you know them already or not. If you do, hopefully this inspires you to take stock of your values and evaluate whether or not they're aligned to who you are today. We can always be reviewing our values. This is something that's fluid. It's not static. It doesn't just live in one period of time and they can't change. Our core values are something we should always be 
reevaluating and readjusting so it aligns with who we are today. So a key benefit of knowing our core values is that it can help us avoid things like burnout since it helps us better understand what our motivators are especially when it comes to work life and in your career. If you choose a career or a vocation or even work at a company that aligns with your values or a company that has a core mission and core values that align with your values, you'll inherently be more motivated to do that job versus one that doesn't align with what matters to you at your core. So what does a job look like that does align with your values? Well, One thing that's for sure is that you're more likely to continue happily engaging in that thing, or at least having a greater willingness to put the work in because your output is the fulfillment of doing that very thing. And you don't start to feel things like resentment of having to do your job or, oh, I have a lot of work to do and you're procrastinating a lot. Or you get serious Sunday scaries because you're hungover. Well, not because you're hungover, but rather dread Monday because it's a thing that you have to do. Like you have to go to work and it just kind of sucks. Like, I know that for me personally, in a work setting, I value having the autonomy to come up with my own creative solutions that are designed to help catalyze other people's success. I actually have this mantra that I put on my resume, for example, called a win-win-win-win situation, which is when multiple parties benefit from a single solution or effort of sorts. So in my job that I have today, I love the fact that one of my key responsibilities is that I actually create systems to help increase efficiency across multiple teams at the business that have a direct output on sales and quantitative numbers produced each quarter. So if the system that I create works, it's ultimately a win for me and my team, a win for sellers because I'm helping sellers sell our product faster, which is also a win for the customer because they're getting a solution to their own business challenges and pain points, which is a big relief. And it's a freaking win for my company because more of our software is being sold and we're being successful. That's a win, 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 win if I've ever heard one. And largely it's what fulfills me in my tech job. Um, You know, I'm not like super passionate about software as a service or tech, but what fulfills me is that actual function. And that's what keeps driving me forward each day. It's what has driven me to pursue a path in B2B SaaS marketing in the first place, because I know there's an opportunity for me to spend my nine to five work week days doing something that actually aligns with what I value. I also really value this podcast and hopefully I have enough growth here that eventually we might rebalance the drawing board. But anyway, bottom line, it feels like time well spent and I'm happy to get paid to do a job that feels like time well spent. Another reason why it's important to get to know our core values is it helps reveal our true selves by showing us what matters to us and what doesn't, which is yet another step in becoming your authentic self and experiencing confidence like never before. So understanding your values is an indicator of what actually matters to you, not anyone else, but you, yourself, and you. We know something matters to us when our body responds or reacts to certain scenarios in a way that's striking to us. We could feel things like immense joy, which is like that tingly in our belly that goes up into our throat and you feel it in your face and and you're smiling and you feel like you're glowing or you're laughing, or it's the satisfaction or contentment, 
Or we could also feel things like violated or unseen or disgusted, angry, disappointed, mad. It's that like ache feeling you get in your belly that makes you kind of just want to turn inside out and curl up into a ball and go into the fetal position. Regardless of the nature of the feeling, what's important here is that this feeling is hella noticeable and it's trying to tell you something about yourself in regards to whatever the heck it's reacting to, whether that thing is good or bad. So for example, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, fam. For example, I know that I value nice things. Yes, big blanket statement that I'm sure you're like, yes, Cece, same here, as opposed to you valuing not nice things. No, 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 but just hear me out. For me, a big part of valuing the nice things is that I value the value of the nice things. That means things like maintaining the integrity of the nice thing as a way of respecting the fact that it is nice. That as a way of honoring my privilege that I'm even able to have that nice thing in the first place, as a way of showing gratitude that the nice thing exists in my life, as a way of ensuring that the nice thing lasts for as long as I want it to, to see the long-term ROI of that nice thing, as a way of maintaining the monetary value of the nice thing. You know, the list goes on and on. I value nice things. Dweeb, Johnny, dweeb. Uh, My 18-year-old brother, on the other hand, clearly doesn't have this value in the same way that I do. Perhaps it's because he hasn't become financially independent yet, or he has nothing to lose right now, or maybe his freaking preference is sloppy, gross, careless. I don't know. Who knows? But anywho, I was fortunate enough to have my own car growing up when I got my license. My parents had given it to me It was one of their old cars that I eventually brought to college with me and spent many a time in throughout my late teens and early 20s. Um, We, my friends, (laughs) called that car Pussy Wagon after Kill Bill uh, because she was a 2007 Lexus hybrid bubble car. You remember those, the ones with like the the round bubble backs. And my friends just thought it was hilarious that I drove one. So they called it Pussy Wagon. I don't know. But anyway, Pussy Wagon finally died a junior year of college and it was time to replace her. My parents wanted to get me another car that would last so my brother could have it once his 16th birthday rolled around, which meant that we'd get something a bit nicer, a bit newer. So we found the perfect car for me. It was a 2014 used VW one with a beautiful dark blue exterior and a light leather interior. I named him Dudley because if you don't, if you have a car and you don't name a car, then like what even is the car to you? So I named him Dudley. Dudley only had 17,000 miles on him. uh, And I was just so grateful to have this new, clean, shiny car that was all mine and kept it quite literally perfect inside and outside, smelling amazing and fresh. I'm a big, good smelling girl. So Dudley smelled amazing and fresh from that day in 2016 all the way until 2021 when my brother finally got his license. So Dweeb takes over the car and has absolutely no respect for having it whatsoever. He completely trashes it, smoking weed in the car, ashing his joints on the floor, and leaving burn holes in the precious tan leather seats. And God only knows what that does to depreciate the value of the car. And he leaves the car in the driveway with the windows and the sunroof open without checking the weather. And it rains, causing the car to freaking smell so gross and mildewy. And he literally doesn't care. He overturns the wheel so much that it throws off the orientation and completely erodes the inside of the tires of the car so that when I'm driving it, it hydroplanes and... It just feels so unsafe and gross and disgusting. And it was just something that was so beautiful and I kept in such great shape before. The list goes on and freaking on. But 
the bottom line here, fam, is though it might be a silly example, it's still so valid to me that the anger I feel and the deep-rooted resentment and pretty much hatred for the behavior Dweeb has towards his car and how I feel towards him because of it only shows just how deeply my feelings and my values are intertwined and that I now know that this feeling of resentment and anger that come up from the way my brother treats his car is a direct result of my core value of valuing nice things and that I should prioritize that in my life. Like when it comes to finding the right partner for me, it's definitely important that they also value the value of nice things and you know, that when we're lucky enough to have these nice things, to maintain the integrity of the thing and respect its value. I mean, I can never be with someone or prioritize someone long term who doesn't have this value because I'd literally sit in resentment and anger towards them our whole lives together. So I don't got time for that. So now this is a great data point that I use in my approach to dating, actually, um, is exploring with curiosity whether or not a potential significant other values similar things that I do. In general, I definitely believe in the importance of surrounding ourselves with people who have similar values to our own because it's automatic alignment in the relationship. It's a common denominator that you both operate from a similar playbook and have a shared outlook on life to help ensure everyone's on the same page. So I definitely think it plays more importance in romantic relationships than friendships because in romantic relationships, you're living with that person. You're prioritizing that person. You're giving much of your precious time to that person and perhaps even eventually having and raising kids with that person. And if it's the person you decide to stick with for life, you definitely want to be as aligned as possible with them so you both know what you want, what you can expect, and how you can help each other grow throughout your journey together. Another thing I know I value in romantic relationships and in partnership is that both parties show they care. Show they care. Not tell, but show by making each other their number one priorities. This is something specific to me that I value. Obviously, don't feel obligated to compare what you might value to, to what I do or use that to invalidate things if you are in a romantic relationship with your partner right now. For me personally, I value making each other our number one priorities. To put it simply, I just, I don't want to be someone's second string. I totally believe in two people having their own independent lives, but when I freaking need that person, they show up and show me that they care about me more than pretty much anything else in their life. And I'll do the exact same for them because that's how I also show that I care. For me, the whole point in having this other person to share my whole life with, someone to quite literally be my partner in crime forever, is to make life a little bit less hard and to be able to depend on someone sometimes to help me meet my own needs so it doesn't always have to be on me. Like I can literally feel the relief as I'm saying that. You know, I'm still I'm still single, but when I have this partner, oh, we will have a lot to talk about on the pod, fam. Uh, but also, I know that worst case, I can always depend on myself at the end of the day, like I'm doing now. Not that this is the worst case. I'm very happy right now. Uh, yes. But um, and I'd rather only have me than have a partner whose values don't necessarily align with mine. Throughout my past relationships, it's been the complete opposite of this fam. Oh my goodness. My first boyfriend in college, he was my freshman year best friend, turned sophomore through senior serious boyfriend. Honestly, I thought I was going to marry the guy at that time. He had a big health problem and it led to me being a primary caretaker for him, always focused on his needs and what he wanted versus me really ever being a priority in the relationship. 
And classic, this is such a natural route for me to have gone down having been such a codependent type person growing up. And even though the break, the breakup really shattered me to pieces, I also realized that I had a lot of shame built up from me not feeling seen in the relationship in the way that I wanted to feel seen, where we'd both be equal partners and we'd both show and not tell our love for each other. My next boyfriend is uh, from my post-college era, and that's a whole other story for another time. But the key takeaway there is that it was still second string city for me. And even though he didn't have a health problem and the relationship looked different than my college boyfriend, he was a narcissist. So his needs were always a priority at the end of the day. And I was in total codependent mode, total codependent trance, thinking that meeting his needs was what fulfills me. And boy, was I wrong. Before concluding this episode with today's pro tip, I also want to flag how our learned norms and conditioning can influence our values. And I want to take a couple minutes to plant a pretty important seed with you that might resonate if you're anyone like I was before my self-development journey. So when curiously looking into your values, I really want you to really make yourself aware of whether or not your values are truly your values. Okay, I really want you to take a lot of time to think about this because my body and my spirit was so conditioned to believe and morph into others' values that my own literally got so completely masked. And this was before I knew how to actually listen to my emotions and listen to my feelings to help navigate my path. But bottom line here is that my values were completely masked until something so big that I couldn't ignore happened which then caused me to go through this major identity crisis that I'm actually now super grateful I went through because it's what's led me to exactly where I am today and has guided a lot of my actions towards being the advocate and ally that I am in the world today and will be literally forever because this stuff sticks. Once it sticks, it doesn't unstick, fam, okay? So flashback to late spring 2020, we're about nine weeks into the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement comes back in full force after the back-to-back -back police killings of Breonna Taylor in March 2020 and then the suffocation of George Floyd that May. On May 29th, 2020, the country witnessed protests like never before to demand justice for Taylor and Floyd and also to fight for the rights of people who have systemically been dealt this extremely unfair hand in life, lacking a lot of the privileges that white people get simply because they were born into it. So, Speaking super, super honestly here, up until this point, I I literally had no idea, absolutely no idea what people of color were going through and still go through, and that the re-rise of the BLM movement after Breonna Taylor and George Floyd during the height of a global pandemic proved to me just how little I knew just how uneducated I was. Even though I went to public school and I learned about things like the abolishment of slavery and Brown versus the Board of Ed in 1962 when public schools became integrated. I always kind of just thought that things were all better now since from my very, very constricted white influenced view, it seemed like black people and other people of color had the same opportunities as as I did. I, I, it's like literally hard to even say it now uh, because some of that shame does come up for me, but God, boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. This kickstarted this dire, 
really, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm going through strife right now. But this really kickstarted a dire need inside of me to educate myself and do a major education deep dive of becoming woke, where I spent literally a thousand percent of my time learning everything that I needed to know and educating myself around all of the disparities non-white people face in this world, especially women POCs. You know, reading books like The Diversity Gap by Wilkinson and the movement by Thomas Holt and asking my black friends and people of color friends about their honest experiences and really learning what it's like to be in their shoes. And gosh, I feel for you people. I feel for you. I literally went through a whole identity crisis over this because I had no idea who I was anymore. I'd been operating from a model that felt so far off from the things that are important to me and what I truly believe in that I totally became disassociated from myself and I felt so freaking guilty and so ashamed for not knowing any of the sooner. All the guilt and shamefulness is literally wet through my armpits because I, I still am in disbelief to this day, years later, in what I was so conditioned to believe and how far off that was from my values. I felt that my whole life. I was so ignorant towards something that I actually really, really deeply and tremendously value at my core. These values being equality. So equal rights and opportunities for all. Another value, justice, which is like fairness and integrity, having grit, righteousness. So fighting for what we believe in, it's advocacy, it's education, it's not silencing our voices, but feeling empowered to use it. Realizing that it's our job as privileged people to lead education efforts around what's going on in our world and the disparities present in our culture. It's generating that key awareness that I didn't have as a white woman until I was literally 24 years old. I mean, it's the least we can do as people who are privileged people, talking to all you white peeps out there, especially you white dudes. Not pointing fingers, but it's my job to educate the heck out of y'all and make you aware that you need to be educated if you're not educated already. So because I now know that I so value equality and I so value justice and righteousness and using my own personal power to help bring what I didn't know to the outside world so people aren't conditioned to believe anything else other than what's going on right in front of us, the truth, that they don't let their kids or their kids' kids be conditioned in the same ways I was. Oh, I can't express that enough. The generational conditioning stops here, fam. And I am so damn grateful for that freaking identity crisis because now I sure know what I hell ass believe in in my core and what I must fight for as part of my duty as being a human on this earth, just like the other 8 billion of us. So thank you so much for listening to me, fam. And I really hope that I leave you feeling inspired now and empowered to use your voice, use your voice and your minds, your beautiful minds to help educate, to help advocate and to listen, listen, just shut up and listen to people's stories and feel their points of view. So I literally right now, I have two fists up, like righteously fists, our physical actions also happen to align to our values. So that's another thing that we can say for another time. But moving into today's pro tip. So today's pro tip is nice and simple. Who are my list making lovers out there? This one is for you. So in your me, myself and I locked note, you're going to make two lists, one for things you like and one for things you don't, a likes and dislikes lists. 
period. It can really be anything, anyone, no matter how big or small. The only rule for something getting on your likes list is that it's actually something you like, something that makes you feel good, and you'd be very happy if more of it came into your life. The only rule for getting something onto your dislikes list is that it's something that drives you mad, that makes you angry or disgusts you or just you don't like it. Something that goes against what you believe in. Try to get like at least 15 to 20 bullets on each list. I mean, these can be like lightning speed. Odds are every single bullet can be tied back to one of your core values, which is the first step to identifying your core values in the first place. Once you're done, go chill or do something for a bit. It can be anything from like a couple hours to a couple days even. And then come back to your lists and ask yourself, am I surprised by anything on here? Is anything missing that should be on here? Keep working on your list until it feels right for you wherever you're at today. Then start thinking about how the bullets on your list might bucket into larger themes. Those larger themes, fam, those are your core values. And that can help indicate what you should focus putting your energy into so you can exist as a happier, more fulfilled you and give yourself space from the things that don't. So I just, I want to thank you so much, PodFam, for tuning into this really special episode of Confidently Me with Cece. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss a new episode coming out. And if you're feeling really empowered, let's keep up that momentum and show a little five-star rating love for this girl, Cece. So thank you for being you, fam. Happy Valentine's Day. Go give yourself a big old smack in the mirror. <laughs> don't actually don't don't kiss yourself in the mirror. Maybe give yourself a high five. But I can't wait to count you next week for some more confidence building fun. Thanks, fam. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Confidently Me with CC podcast. Your journey doesn't end here. Check me out on the gram at Caroline Cannon and on TikTok at Confidently CC. Feeling empowered already? Let me know your thoughts by leaving a review, five-star rating, and subscribing to the show. Here's to you and your journey. This stuff isn't always easy, but it's a long-term investment in building a relationship with yourself. You know, the person you're stuck with your entire life. (laughs) Tune in on Tuesdays for more great vibes, high energy, and especially confidence boosting. CC, over and out.